0: So from reading your bio, um, you have a great backstory, which I just wanted to check in with. I know you've probably said it like 50 million times, but it's really fascinating. So here goes. I understand you, you say you were broke working as a waiter um, in New York?
1: Yes, in New York and Ohio.
0: Oh, dual waitership.
1: Yeah, well I started in Ohio and then I moved to New York.
0: Oh, okay, gotcha. All right. So waiting tables, and I know that's a, you can Mm. have a great night and you can have a horrible night. So someone commented one day when you went in, "Oh, there goes Obama," and it was what another coworker? It was another
1: coworker. I came into work one day, and this girl goes up, oh, "Here comes Obama," and everyone started laughing, and I laughed. It was only she only said that because I was the only black guy that worked there. So, but <laughs> everyone laughed and I laughed. But then I had an epiphany, and I was like, you know what? Like I could come up with an impression of this guy. At the time, he was still running for office; he had, hadn't become president yet, and. Um, I just had an epiphany, like what if I uh, do an impression of this guy before anyone else does it, before he's famous, because if he becomes president, he'll be the most popular guy on the planet. And that will be a lot of steam for my acting career, so.
0: Right. And this was what year that you were
1: 2008.
0: 2008. So you'd already launched a YouTube.
1: Yeah, I launched my YouTube channel in 2005.
0: Okay. And how much time were you putting into the channel, 2005, because those were in the easy days it seems like. It's a little bit, a little easier than
1: easier, now. Easier, yeah. Yeah. Um, how much time? I was doing it a lot. Like, basically all of my free time I was working on my YouTube channel.
0: Oh, okay. So you come back, were you tired sometimes from these shifts and was like, ah. Oh. but then you like put in time.
1: Yeah, because that was like my escape. That was like my dream. So it was like in my in my in my head, doing these silly YouTube videos back in 2008. Seven, six, that was an escape for me. And in my head, I, I felt like I was a big director. You know, I get to do these silly sketches and, 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 you know, skits and whatnot. And it was my escape at the time, you know.
0: And what were people's comments to you about this, this YouTube thing?
1: Most, most people were supportive. You know, most people liked it. Um, online, you can almost anyone can find an audience. Um, and so online, I had begun to find mine and so people were watching, and most people were pretty supportive and you know about it.
0: Right, so then you do this Obama video, and it seems like your life pretty much changes from that point. Right, right. Um, do you remember the day that you launched it, and like what happened? Were you at work when views started coming
1: in? Yeah, I mean, I had already begun to get a lot of views on my own, but then the when I put up my first Obama video, after that girl made that comment at work, you know, I came home and I, I took a napkin uh, that I had left over my apron, and I started just writing down ideas. Um, and so I wrote down a whole script, and then I sat in front of the camera and performed it. And I was really nervous because I hadn't done impressions before then, and I thought people were going to think it was stupid. And I put it up, and then just like tens of thousands of views started coming in, and I was like, oh, they like this. <laughs> you know? so, and then from there, it was just, I just started doing more, and it just took off.
0: So did you promote it in any way? or Because, you know, I, was Twitter even around then? I don't even know. I'm
1: pretty sure it was, but I don't think I was, it's not like I had a following on Twitter or Instagram. I don't think Instagram was around back then. Um, it just did what it did on its own. I had already built, like, a network of, you know, followers on, on YouTube. So,
0: Wow. Yeah. So then how soon from that day that you launched it did you actually say, did you give your two weeks or maybe you didn't? And you said, no, it's
1: it's, (laughs) (laughs) no, I didn't give my two weeks right away. Um, But around that time, YouTube had had launched a or a little bit before that time, YouTube had launched an ad revenue share program where content creators could make money from posting videos. And I had gotten accepted into that. So I was slowly beginning to make a little a little side change, you know, not much at all. Um, But then what happened around the uh, on uh, on the on Election Day? when he won I posted a a parody of a TI song and it just blew up and that was the moment from there that I was actually able to get out of a job because of ad revenue share income and then also branded opportunities and outside opportunities you know like hosting for entertainment tonight and things like that it just things got crazy really fast.
0: Do you remember the exact time frame? Was it a month, two months?
1: That time frame of what? Uh,
0: from the time that you actually made that video, that first video, to where you were out of that nine to five world. It was about
1: a month that, wow. I, that I went from broke and unemployed at the time, because I wasn't even waiting tables by that point. Um, I had gotten fired from my last waiting job and moved out here from New York to here. And so came here, was unemployed, was on un- unemployment. I started making videos. And I was just, I had promised myself I wasn't gonna go back to waiting tables again. And I had just taken an interview at a, a restaurant and had gotten hired and was about to take the job. And then that video blew up and all this money suddenly came rushing in. And then I never went back to waiting tables after that.
0: When you were fired, was it a blessing or was it? It was a
1: blessing because it needed to happen. Um, and it just, you know, it freed me up to, to, to do other things, you know. So.
0: Yeah, it sounds like perfect timing. Mm-hmm. Have you had a day job since that uh, first Obama video? Blew I up?
1: have not worked a nine to five since two thousand and nine, eight. Sorry.
0: Did you ever envision that being the case? I know you went to a performing arts school, and I know all actors and, and performers, whatever, hope for that. But we also know that the chances are sometimes not in our favor even for the most talented, so did you, when that happened, when you were able to kind of cross over, how surreal or whatever for you was it? Like, um, did you have to pinch yourself? Did you feel unworthy for a little bit? Did you feel excited?
1: Well, no, I didn't feel unworthy because I don't feel like I've gotten to that level of success where I'm just like, whoa, you know, it's, um, it's been, I've expected to be, to have successes, you know, like, I, I, that's what I dream of and like, that's what I want. So it's been, it's been great and it's been cool, it's been an honor, it's been a blessing. Um, But I never really celebrate because I I, I don't feel like I'm at where I want to be and and I I think I've done some great things and had some great accomplishments but I never really celebrate too much because there's so much further that I want to go. You know? Does that make sense? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Do you
0: think back to that day, what if that girl hadn't have been there and, and said, "Yeah"? I mean, do you think back to what if I, not only that, but what if I hadn't have done anything with that Obama idea? Yeah. Where would I be right
1: now? Oh, of course. And like it's it's a it's a massively humbling thought. Just like what if that just never happened? Where would I be? Would I still be back in New York waiting tables? Would I be miserable? Would I even be acting still? You know, um it's a, it's a, you know, and, and even that girl who, who made that comment, like, I've, like I, we're friends on Facebook and I've reached out, like, I wanted, I wanted to reach out to her and be like, you know, <laughs> thank you. you know, yeah, and I, I reached out to her once and I was like, hey, you know, and I, I tried to talk, like, say something, but she never even responded. And I don't know if she even remembers who I was, you know, but I wanted to say, yo, thanks, you know, because a, a lot spun out of that comment. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting.
0: <laughs> what do you think of people that move here? Because you did move here. You were waiting for maybe to find another job and they wait to be picked. It sounds like you don't wait to be picked for things, you just do them.
1: Yeah, no, um, people who move out here have to really have a lot of um, zeal in their heart, in their spirit, they have to really go for it. Uh, You can't come out here and just kind of like do the run of the mill auditions and just headshots and that, you have to really find avenues to like, it's like driving in traffic, you gotta find ways to swerve and move in and out and dip and switch lanes and get ahead of people. You really have to work hard. You can't wait to be picked. You cannot, you have to do it yourself. When um, I got along the roadside, when that came across to me, I didn't wanna just do a, a, ta- or a, a, a filmed audition and just read the script. I wanted to shoot my audition uh, that way and then also film it like an actual scene in a movie so they can picture me in the role. You know, I just wanted to take a step further. Um, so you really have to hustle. You play Varney? I play Varney. Uh-huh. And Varney's going through some
0: stuff. Yeah. His girlfriend yeah. Var-
1: Varney is a little bit on the run. Okay. Um, you know, he kind of considers himself a sailor who's left one shore, but hasn't yet reached the next. So he's still kind of floating and drifting. Um, and he's got a lot on his mind, you know, because of some things that's going on with him and his girlfriend. And uh, that takes him pretty far or pushes him pretty far, I should say, you know, into his drift, you know.
0: Right. For someone that went to a performing arts school like you did Mm. and is hoping to come out here or to to New York and and go on that whole like audition treadmill, I I see it in people and I know that some days they're elated when I see them Mm. and other days they seem pretty down. Mm. So what would you say to those people like you said that you wouldn't advise someone to just stick to that audition route if they want to say, well, I don't have a camera or I don't know how to edit with Adobe or Final Cut Pro you know I don't have anybody to shoot a web series with like what's your because I hear that a lot or when I become famous I'm gonna have people upload my stuff to YouTube but not right now. What do you say to those people that want someone to do it for them and just want to do that normal route that a lot of us have learned that's the way you do it.
1: Yeah it's there's nothing wrong with traditional route of auditioning. I audition you know I love auditioning and I want to get further into that circuit and you know because auditioning is a route that I haven't needed to use yet. Uh, but it's something now that I'm seeking after because I want to do traditional Hollywood work. Um, However, building your own audience can help get you into a lot of rooms, though. I've gotten a lot of auditions just because people see me online. Um, And so what I would say to those people who don't say you don't have a camera, you don't edit, that's fine. But you can still at least, you have a phone, you know, you can take pictures and you know, upload to Instagram, or upload to Facebook or Snapchat or just anything to help build your presence online so that more I see you, you know.
0: What about the people that are afraid of being too, maybe they're afraid that they're going to look too boastful to people and they don't want to be the ones promoting themselves. They want someone to promote them. What?
1: It's, I mean, that to me sounds kind of self-defeating. You're in, I mean, if you're going to be in an entertainment business, you have to promote. It's entertainment. So that's like, it comes in the package. You're in entertainment. You have to promote yourself. You have to um, not only audition when you're in the room, but you have to kind of audition at all times. It's like, for instance, um, a friend of mine is a fighter. And, you know, he, someone suggested that he should never drink because he's trying to get an, a new fight. And he could get a call at any moment. So at any moment, someone could come calling for me. And if I'm not on top of my game and, like, Promoting myself and like working on my craft and just putting myself out there at all times. You know, you never know you might miss opportunity. So, um, a, a man once told me, always just be ready. Always be ready. Always be ready because you never know when a call is going to come in. You never know when, a, when an audition is going to come in. So, part of that package is always promoting yourself. Always being on. You know, and just being ready for that call to come in.
0: Do you have time to hang out with friends, or are you doing more? Yes, you I do. To, okay. Yeah, I have
1: oh. time to hang out with friends. You do? I'll, okay. I'll... I'll... <laughs> always make time for leisure. Sure. A little R and R. I do. But the more that I focus, though, it is it does get harder because it's like I push myself to focus more because I like to go out and, and, and party with my friends. But you have to, you got to stay focused. And the more focused I am, the harder I work, the less time I have to hang out. You know, I have to say no to parties sometimes because, you know, there's more important things to do. Do you see other people getting caught
0: up in that, where they want to, I mean, we all want to have a circle of friends around us, but…
1: Yeah, it's inspiring. Uh, I do see other people get caught up in that and it's inspiring because I have friends who are on TV and that's where I want to be. And you know, when they have lines to read or they have a a rehearsal the next day or if they have a show to film the next day, they don't go out. You know, And I barely see them and every time I do see them, they're like, I got to go home and study lines. And while some people might think that's boring, for me that's inspiring because it's like the proof's in the pudding. They're at home working but they're also on a TV show so who cares about free time or who cares about going out when you can be on a show and be studying lines and living your dream.
0: So you started on YouTube 2005. You've now transitioned to Vine. How many followers do you have on Vine?
1: On Vine, uh, over three million.
0: Over three million, okay. Where did the idea to jump to Vine go and how does the YouTube videos or how do the YouTube videos and the Vine videos coincide or are they two separate things?
1: Um, I jumped to Vine because being in social media, again, promoting yourself, I'm always ready to latch on to something new in social media when it works. A lot of apps come and go and like it's not a, you know, I don't take them seriously, but if something works, I will get on that app because it's another avenue to promote myself. So that's why I did it. Um, do the two coincide? Not really. They're, they're separate beasts in, in a way. Um, they're apples and oranges. Um, Vine is a six-second video. YouTube is longer format. So they're, they're pretty separate.
0: Well, I know with YouTube in the past, you had to be accepted to the partner program, but now anybody can monetize mm-hmm. non-copyrighted stuff. How does Vine work? Can you monetize the video? On?
1: You can't monetize the video, but there's a lot of branding deals and branding opportunities. So um, people are actually getting paid for six seconds of really? work. Yeah.
0: And where do you, is there like a site where it's like almost like a Craigslist for Viners where you can offer your... No, there's no
1: site, out? but you know, brands come reaching out. Uh, two Viners and then that's usually how that works.
0: So first be on Vine, make the videos, and get then… Get the audience. Mm-hmm.
1: And then brands, you know, if you're good and if you fit their brand, they come calling.
0: Can someone, let's say, that has maybe a thousand followers on Vine get a deal, some kind of deal, or, or would it have to be much higher? Typically
1: they would be looking at someone who is like either hundreds of thousands or over a million, hmm. typically.
0: Okay. We got a little work to do, I
1: think.
0: (laughs) I want to go back to YouTube for a moment. What are some of the biggest mistakes you see people make on YouTube, whether they're a vlogger, um, whether they want to do, uh, you know, talking head style documentaries, whatever. What are some of the biggest mistakes you see other YouTubers make?
1: Uh, Mistakes I see other YouTubers make? I would say one of the mistakes I see other YouTubers make is not being themselves you know people try to copy or be like someone else or aspire to be like someone else that they admire when the best thing you can do is just be yourself because no one can do you like you can do so if you try to be someone else you're not going to be better at them at that because that's what they do especially if they're already big, big for that thing And people try to replicate what they see and like it's like when people, for many years, other websites were trying to be the new YouTube. You can't be a new, YouTube is already, it's, 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 it's a done deal. You can't be another YouTube, you can't be a new Michael Jackson. So just be yourself.
0: Hmm. So you see people maybe being too forced in a character type?
1: Yes. I definitely see people trying to be too forced or trying too hard when it's just like what you, just, just do what you want to do.
0: Well, so speaking of film, so along the roadside, it's just now coming out, is that right?
1: Yes, it's okay. just now coming down,
0: March 17th. March. Oh, well, okay, St. Patrick's Day, which is yeah, tomorrow. March Madness. Great. Let's get oh, okay. Him. That's sorry. That's where my <laughs> mind went. It was St. Patty's Day. Um, so, uh, who gave you the script? How did you see it, or did, were you called? Um,
1: a friend of mine by the name of uh, Danny uh, Danny Grodich. He's in the film. He plays uh, Metz, the cop, and. I saw him at a, at a party, for, uh, it was an event, and he's like, I'm in this movie, you should be in this movie too, I think they're casting for roles, you should check it out. And so he connected me with a, a director, Zorn, um, and then Zorn sent me the script, and I read the whole thing that night, and I loved it. And I said to, to the director, I said, listen, I don't know who's playing the lead, and you probably have already cast somebody, but I need to play this guy. And he was like, all right, well, read for it. And uh, at the time, they did have someone in mind for the lead. Um, they hadn't—I don't think they, they had officially casted him yet, but sent him audition tape. And shortly after that, they, I got a call, and they were like, "You got the role." And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> so yeah.
0: Was this your first lead in a dramatic film? Yes, it was.
1: Yeah. Okay. Definitely my first, my first film, first lead.
0: Did you feel you had to fight for the audition, or you just had to prove that you were ready? And
1: well, when you know, when you find out that they're already considering. Someone for the for the lead role, and they've pretty much kind of already cast it. Yeah, it's a fight, you know. But you know, I I I'd like challenges. I so. can t- I can <laughs> tell like you, feel,
0: you like a yeah. So, mm-hmm. but you weren't into sports.
1: No. But you other but, than fighting.
0: Fighting. Oh, like MMA or like
1: martial arts. Yeah. Martial? Okay. When I was I was in martial arts when I was really young. So. Oh. Okay. And now MMA is like that's the only sport I watch. So. Okay. But I don't watch like football, baseball, basketball.
0: No, interesting. Mm. What is it about that challenge that that to I don't know. I mean, because some people cower
1: Mm.
0: to to challenge like that. I don't know. I'm probably not explaining it right, but what is it where you just it seems like you come alive when there's like stakes on the line a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just think that's the mark of um, of 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 driven people. Like we like challenges, Um, the feeling of accomplishment, the feeling of overcoming something. So yeah.
0: Yeah, nice. Do you, are you ever satisfied? Because that's another mark of accomplished people is they're never. You said earlier they, they always. Uh, want to go to the no, next I'm not
1: ever satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. That's okay. um, And that's not a bad thing. It's just I just I always want more. Um, where some people and friends and family pat me on the back like oh that's so amazing in my head I'm like uh, I could be I could be doing way more you know, so.
0: What are your five best tips for someone to gain a million followers on Vine?
1: i don't have any tips for gaining a million followers i can tell you what some good habits are to grow but i wouldn't be able to directly give advice like oh here's how to get millions but um, be yourself be creative like just just be yourself because what might seem weird to you someone will laugh at like there's someone who i follow on vine they have almost no followers but i find that person funny because they're just themselves and they're unique and they're just awkward and I just find it funny. So be yourself because you never know who that will attract. Um, be consistent, um, post often or frequently if you can so that way people get used to checking back. Um, collab with people that are bigger than you um, so that way you can get new followers. Um, let's say that's three, let's, do I have two more? I would say that's the top three, <laughs> so yeah.
0: What did the performing arts school teach you about acting that still stays with you today that's not just about technique but that's about the business of it?
1: Um, my first acting teacher, I'll never forget her name, was Harrilyn Harris and she always got on me about getting into the character because I used to be very shy so I'd get on stage and I'd read the lines and I just was kind of off and, it, you know, and she stopped. And she was one of those teachers that would just yell at you. Oh. She was like, what are you doing? And I remember that whatever script it was I was playing uh, someone in the army. And I was coming home and seeing my wife for the first time in a long time. She was like, you're in the army, stand up straight, speak loud, be direct, be firm, get into like, she would just go, go in on me. And so she stuck with me because it's like, that's part of the reason now, if I get a role, I like to try to attack it, you know, like get into the character. I'm not the same shy kid I was back then. So now I take that with me and really dive into a role. What changed the shyness? Age, maturity, life changed the, the, the shyness.
0: <laughs> so your advice for a shy actor?
1: Advice for a shy actor, get into some classes and get used to performing in front of and with people and get training that will open you up.
0: What if someone has a social phobia?
1: Same thing. If you have a social phobia, get into classes, get some training and let a good teacher and also the people around you help you open up.
0: You Talk about being driven which is awesome and I see that and I also see the not being satisfied which is great. I've seen a lot of driven people talk about that. which gets them higher but is there pressure that you place on yourself not just with the the youtube following and the vine following but also because you want to do more films like along the roadside Mm. and 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 tv and things like that is there a pressure you feel from yourself
1: to do what to to what to
0: to keep getting more roles to keep keep, because it's an an engine that you've got to keep well yeah i mean there's
1: there's there's always there's always pressure because a it's like people don't know what it's like to try to juggle a Vine account and a YouTube account, which is already extremely time time-consuming. Then thinking about how to keep growing your Instagram because you have to post certain times a day and post post certain things to get more followers. And then on top of that, oh wait, I have this audition and to read lines for it. But wait, I have to shoot a Vine. I have to shoot a YouTube video. Oh wait, but I have more auditions. So it it is very taxing, you know. Um, it, it takes a lot out of you. And it is, there's a level of pressure. And then it's like, you know, as an actor, you know, you, you're not getting younger, so you want to get more roles faster. And it's like, yeah, there's a lot of pressure.
0: And then how do you deal with it? How do you compartmentalize it?
1: Um, it's always a work in progress, trying to compartmentalize it. You know, it's, it's I don't have it down. I don't have it perfect. Um, but I just continue to build my social networks online and continue to hit auditions. And when my, when my managers or my agent sends me auditions, I go into beast mode and I'm focused and I go in there and I know my lines, I go early and I'm just ready to perform and I have a great time auditioning. Um, but, you know, I take it day by day trying to juggle all this, because it's like, it's, it's the, the, the internet, YouTube and Vine, it's still kind of like the Wild West. You know, it's still undefined. Even though YouTube's been around for a while, Vine's newer, Vine is like the Wild West right now. And like, social media is getting into the, the traditional Hollywood world. It's, everything's all mixing up and everything is still new. So I'm still, even at this point, I'm still learning.
0: Do you ever have days where you're not in, in beast mode? Well, of course.
1: Of course, it's, it's hard. Because it's, the difference is when you're, when, when you're a person like me who's big on social media, you don't work a nine to five, it's all on you to push yourself. There's no boss saying you need to be at work at 8 a.m. Unless I have a call time, that's different. But on a day to day, when I'm trying to juggle YouTube and Vine and Instagram and auditions, and it's just me, it takes a lot of drive to get yourself up every day and follow a routine without having someone push you. So that's a big challenge sometimes, especially when you, you know, if you live in comfortably and you don't need to get up, it can be a little bit of a challenge. So, <laughs> or unless you have interviews. <laughs>